Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Learning to Fly, the podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 14th, and as such, I'd like to feature Nikita Gill as our poet of the day. Welcome to another episode celebrating National Poetry Month 2020. So, the first piece I'd like to share by Nikita Gill is You Left and I Moved On. What else was I going to do with all this fire left inside of me? I had two choices. Find someone else to share it with or burn it alive. And the second one I wanted to share with you before we get into the actual episode is... The Real Monsters. Our mothers tell us that there are no monsters under our beds or hidden inside our closets, but they don't warn us that sometimes monsters come dressed as people that claim to love you more than the sun loves the moon. And the reason I wanted to start off with these two pieces is because Nikita Gill's work has evolved quite a bit uh, in the couple of years that she's been publishing. Um, She wrote two fairly small collections that did a lot better than people thought they would, And then she continued to write longer collections that played off of things like fairy tales and myths. And um, even, I think she is in the process of or just released a book that goes over and plays off of purely cliches. And I love her voice. I love her opinions. And I love what she did with the myths of Athena um, in her most recent book. And as such... I think that today is a fantastic day to celebrate Nikita Gill's poetry. So, just a quick moment to speak about our sponsor, and I'll be back to share more of her wonderful work with you. Alright, so the next piece by Nikita Gill that I want to share with you is The Truth About Monsters. And again, I love the way that she takes things that are so common in what we've grown up on and turns them into something of her own. She plays off of the story. She spins the story. She gives a totally new perspective to the story. And that's a wonderful thing. And it's something that the world needs a lot more of, especially right now. So the truth about monsters. The truth is every monster you have met or will ever meet was once a human being with a soul that was as soft and light as silk. Someone stole that silk from their stole and turned them into this. So when you see a monster next, always remember this. Do not fear the thing before you. Fear the thing that created it instead. Um, mm. This one is titled Too Much. He says, you are too much. You talk, laugh, smile, feel too much. But baby, here's the real problem. He is too little to appreciate that it took an entire galaxy being woven into one soul to make you. The next one I'd like to share is a thousand stories long. Woman, you are a thousand stories long with the depth of an ocean and the entire constellation woven into your soul. And you must remember this before any man tries to convince you that you are any less. Uh, This is another one that I really appreciate. Hearts like wildflowers. I hope you are blessed with a heart like a wildflower. Strong enough to raise again after the trampled on. 
tough enough to weather the worst of the summer storms and able to grow and flourish even in the most broken of places. And I think part of the reason I like this piece so much is that when I first started getting into art, a lot of what I created was wildflower based and I never really realized the significance of it. I read this poem and I kind of had an aha moment. Um, and also, since being at home and trying to stay safe and away from everything, I uh, began growing some dwarf sunflowers. And I know they're not exactly wildflowers, but they feel a little like wildflowers, and they actually started sprouting this morning. So I think that's another really cool tie-in. But again, Nikita Gill has a beautiful voice and a beautiful message. All of her pieces do a fantastic job of bringing that to life. Um, I'm going to read Haunted next. I wish someone had warned me when I was younger. Now I stay up all night and weep. The ghosts of everything have you have loved and lost come back to haunt you in your sleep. And while that one is a little sadder, um, I think that it's a beautiful piece and it shows again diversity and how to move on from the things. But also if you'd been warned, you wouldn't be the same person that you're growing into. You need all those experiences. The next one is the dream catcher. Some people are like beautiful dream catchers, absorbing the most terrible of things for those they love and leaving them only the softest and gentlest things behind. Next, I'd, write, I'd like to read a longer piece. This is titled Forever Neverland. Jenna hated Tinkerbell. She hated her because she had wings and she could fly, whereas Jenna stayed on the ground catching fireflies. The fireflies made it easy because they knew she would let them go. She would stare at their radiant light in awe and try to understand how something so little could shine so very bright. She tried to pretend the bread she had in the morning was ice cream flavored, and even imagined her little brother had never been taken from them and been enthralled forever lost in Neverland. She tried to explain this to her mother. She would not look at her, usually by leaving the room. But the little girl who had the hope of the world resting quite easily on her head as a crown, she knew. She knew that one day he would come for her and maybe, maybe they could be together again. She slept on a bed of green with a desk of wood and massive window that made her love rooftops and the sky. She didn't want to meet Peter Pan. She wanted to be him and lead a group of boys who were more lost than she could ever be, so lost that they were found. Jenna's mind was made up when she saw the missing boy posters all over the milk cartons. She knew what she had to be when she grew up. She would be Peter Pan. The irony of this never quite occurred to her until her 22nd birthday when the boy she loved and knew to be less than perfect became perfect by losing himself to her forever. I'd also like to read Cinnamon Souls. You're mixing water in your Coke again. I know. You do that when you worry. I am always worried. 
No, you're usually cinnamon in your tea worried. This is water and coke worried, and that's seriously beginning to freak me out. I know. What? What are you worried about? You're going to think this is stupid. Try me. Well, do you ever wonder about the kind of guy you're waiting for? I think we all wonder about the guy we love. I've been thinking about him more often than not lately. Like, what would he be like, I mean? Oh, well if it helps any, I know what mine would be like. Really? Sure, he would be tall, so I'd have to stand on my toes to kiss him. He will be kind, so I can tell him anything without fearing him judging me. He will be strong, so he can carry me when I fall. Wow, that sounds like you have this all figured out. I guess we all have some idea about what our soulmate should be like. You know what yours will be like then? Who, me? No, I'm talking about the little green man behind you. What? Oh, he's back. Very funny. I am, thanks. So, you know what your soulmate will be like? Sure. And? He'll love me like he has never ever known what it is like to be stand to be in mind stirring, bone crushing, soul shaking, heartbreaking, completely fractured love before. Oh, and he should like cinnamon. In the meantime, I'm putting more cinnamon in my tea. I like that one because it is entirely out of conversation, but it's a beautiful conversation that volleys back and forth in a nice pace. It doesn't lose any of its structure by being in conversation, and it is a complete uh, thought and story, even if it is just a snippet of a lifetime. And honestly, I think that's what we all should be writing or attempting to write right now because everything we're going through, and I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again, everything we're going through is going to be a part of history, especially all this illness, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. And the only way they're going to get an accurate representation is based on the things we write, we say, we talk about, and how we move on from this. And I know there are a lot of people who don't want to celebrate National Poetry Month this month because there are bigger things going on. There are nurses that are working themselves ragged. There are areas that are short on water. There are areas being ravaged by hurricanes and fires and tornadoes and all this other crazy stuff that's happening a lot earlier than it normally would in the year. And of course, we have all these other normal issues that are going on, but... If we don't celebrate National Poetry Month, even in a mid-school way, and take a second to write about the moments that are changing our lives and write about them, how we're actually feeling, then history is going to get it all wrong and we're not going to learn from anything. And especially as a poet, you have this job to be as honest as you can in your work. And Nikita Gill shows how dire that is. How the amount of perspective really does change how your reader is going to view it, how the future is going to view it, how you yourself view what's going on. And that's what Cinnamon Souls really does. And I think that's why it's one of my favorite pieces of hers, even if it is one of her earlier pieces, even if she has grown tremendously since then, even if I love her Athena pieces 10 times more, this is still one of my favorites and it's going to hit me in a different way than the rest of her works for the rest of my life. I just know it. Um, Now, of course, it may not reach out to you, and that's fine. But I guarantee you something she's written has. 
or will reach out to you in a way that sticks with you forever and motivates you to bring yourself into your work. And it doesn't have to be poetry. It could be music. It could be art. It could be dance. It could be cooking. Um, Anything that you create with your hands is going to tell a story, plain and simple. It's just a matter of how you're going to tell it. Okay, sorry, I got off on a tangent there, but uh, needed to share. And the next one I want to share with you. Give me just a second. This is titled New Matter, and it comes from her collection, Your Soul is a River. You are not small. You are not unworthy. You are not insignificant. The universe wove you from a constellation just so. Every atom, every fiber in you comes from a different star. Together, you are bound by stardust, altogether spectacularly created from the energy of the universe itself. And that, my darling, is the poetry of physics. The poetry of you. I love that piece. Um, I'd also like to read Cosmic Storm. Your body was designed to contain a cosmic storm. It is no wonder that sometimes your head and heart hurt so much that you may just explode. It takes a nebula, a cosmic storm of epic proportions falling apart to create a star. So be easy on yourself. You are a storm in transition in even these words, even as these words are being written. And the last one I'd like to read to you today is evolution. Our whole universe is constantly evolving. Entire stars disappear and new ones take their place. From the bones of one planet, another is born. Whole constellations disappear in the blink of an eye, leaving just stardust in their wake. What makes you believe that your soul's journey, your soul's evolution, will be any less painless? Alright, well, as you can see, she writes on a variety of topics. Um, I'm sorry I didn't read an Athena piece tonight, um, but I do hope to share one in the Poem in Your Pocket Day episode. Speaking of which, if you're interested in sharing a poem for Poem in Your Pocket Day, make sure to use the link in the description and send me your voice, your poems, things that mean and matter to you. And thank you again for joining me on another episode of Learning to Fly, the podcast. See you tomorrow.